With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're back by no one's demand but our own and from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios in Overcast, scenic Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the award-winning 615 Sessions Podcast. You know, it is powered by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, and it's brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. So, a little bit of a different episode today, given the news that Titans legend Eddie George has been named the 22nd head coach of Tennessee State University football. An interesting story, something that's got a lot of different layers to it. Now, Eddie was officially announced today as we're recording this podcast, Tuesday, April the 13th, in a TSU press conference. But if you didn't see what happened over the weekend on Sunday, really, the news broke. And there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of, well, we know this is happening, but when is it really officially happening? TSU played a football game that day. They lost currently, or he was at the time, currently head coach of TSU football. Rod Reed had to field some very uncomfortable questions, and then his contract, it was announced the next day, was not renewed, all of these things. So what we're going to have for you, instead of me dragging this out, is Eddie George's press conference And Howard Gentry Jr., who joined me on my radio show on 104.5 The Zone, Howard Gentry Jr., Nashville-based politician currently, but of course he is formerly the athletic director at Tennessee State University, his father, a famous coach at Tennessee State University, and somebody who is close personal friends with Eddie. So we'll play Howard's interview for you first, and then you'll hear Eddie's press conference in full. But first, I'm going to remind you that it's Car Care Month at Two Rivers Ford. Everyone knows that Two Rivers Ford is the place to buy a new vehicle. Of course you know this. But did you know that Two Rivers also has an award-winning service department? Two Rivers has won the Ford President's Award for Customer Satisfaction 14 times. That means their customers are satisfied when they purchase their vehicle and when they service their vehicle. If you haven't checked out the service department lately, now through the end of April, you can get 10% off any service. Just download your coupon at tworiversford.com. Two Rivers Ford, driven by people. Let's get to Howard Gentry Jr. Now this breaking news update from Chris Harris at WSMV. TSU has made it official that they are not renewing the contract of head football coach Rod Reed. Quote, after thoroughly evaluating the state of the TSU football program, we've decided that it was time to make a change in leadership. That's from TSU Athletic Director Dr. Mickey Allen. No mention, though, at this point of Eddie George. Now, we welcome in Howard Gentry Jr., one of TSU's most notable alumni, a Nashville native, Criminal Court Clerk of Davidson County in the 20th Judicial District. Mr. Gentry, what's going on? We appreciate you joining us, us this morning. Well, well, thanks for having me. A lot is going on, and as being a former athletics director at Tennessee State, I know Coach Allen, uh, Dr. Allen, has his hands full, and uh, I'm, I'm confident that uh, they're going to make the right decision. No question about that. So it, there have been many reports about what there will de- their, what their decision will be, but let's let's talk first about Coach Rod Reed because this was uh, an unenviable position that he found himself in yesterday after TSU suffered a loss. Um, and in the per, uh, post game press conference availability, he was having to largely field questions about everything but what happened on the football field and what was going on with his team currently. 
He spoke, though, Howard, on what TSU football has been up against financially from a recruiting standpoint and all of the things that HBCUs have traditionally struggled with, or at least as as long as I've been around and, and seeing that level of football, FCS football, kind of struggle with from a financial sta- standpoint. How difficult is the position that that Rod Reed? How difficult is the position that Rod Reed has been in um, up until this point, where they're not renewing the contract of the head football coach? Oh, it, it's definitely been challenging for him. Uh, it's challenging at all. HBCUs, even the ones that <clears throat> seem to be shining right now, there's always the budget issue. There's always uh, issues around uh, getting um, a, a large pool of quality athletes to be able to uh, compete uh, over a sustainable uh, period of time because of all the other um, uh, uh, competing schools uh, that that are uh, uh, draining a lot of the um, um, the pool. So it, it's always a challenge, but it's a challenge that people like Coach Reed and others have stepped up to and been successful in it. Uh, Coach Reed has gotten him a national championship. He's uh, consistently uh, sent players to the NFL, and he's had a, a, uh, a very respectful career. He's been at TSU 11 years, which is a long time yes. for a coach to stay at one institution, and he's a good person. He's a, a, a Amazing family man, just a, a good person, and and he's TSU blue all the way through. Uh, but it's been a tough job. It, it's been tough for him uh, because uh, of all of the information that has kind of uh, leaked out, and and uh, you never want a coach to have to uh, be faced with that at the end of their tenure. So uh, you know he's had to. He's had to endure a lot with the challenges over the last three years with weather challenges. One season where two games were um, uh, postponed or ended, um, uh, where he had the, um, the COVID situation. Yeah. And, and it, it's been a tough for him. And so I applaud him for how he has handled himself and his uh, players and his teams through these challenges. I applaud him for having to feel uh, the way he fielded the tough questions on yesterday and how he's going to have to uh, uh, function from this point forward. But what I do know is the kind of person that he is, the talent that he, he, he the talent that he is, uh, he is going to land on his feet and he, he is going to, this is not the end for him. This could be uh, what we can call a new beginning. So it's not just TSU looking for a new beginning, but Coach Reed's going to, he's, he's got a lot left in his tank, and he's going to do well. Without question, and and as you said, I mean, it, it could not be more admirable the way that he kind of handled the situation yes. last night. I was very, very impressed going back, and I did not, I was not a part of the press conference live, but to go back and watch through this morning, I, uh, I could not have been more impressed with the way that he conducted himself. We're here with Howard Gentry Jr., Tennessee State alum, former AD, Nashville-based politician. Howard, I'd list all your civic engagements, but there's too many there's too many for uh, for me to get through without having to get you off the air, but uh at this point, Howard, the report of Eddie George potentially joining Tennessee State as the new head football coach is something that is being uh, reported at a great many outlets at this point. With with Eddie in particular, understanding how long you've been in this community and knowing what Eddie means to this community. If this were indeed the case, how big an impact could Eddie have understanding that he has no prior coaching experience and being thrust into a position allegedly or reportedly rather um, that would see him be a head football coach at the collegiate level? Well, uh, first let's, let's and you have been quite, uh, fair to TSU because that has not been announced by the university yet. So we're not going to quite put Eddie in that position until TSU says so yes, and until Eddie George says so. But let's, uh, since it's already being done with Deion Sanders and, and since it is being talked about, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, um, uh, it, it's kind of funny that that uh, you want, I mean, not you, but people want to pick and choose what he hasn't done. Uh, it's, it's a new day, guys. It's a new day, but it's really not. Uh, back in the old days, 
back in the John Merritt days that everybody talks about, back in the Henry Arthur King, um, uh, Jake Gaithers at Florida A&M, Eddie Robinson's at Grambling, all these guys were teachers. They weren't just coaches. They were in the classroom. They had other skills, other abilities that made them great coaches. Uh, Coach Cat Coleman, the coach I ran the offense for TSU, uh, uh, taught taught uh, science. Uh, other coaches, kinesiologists, and, and and great educators. So these guys had skills beyond playing football and coaching. And these guys also came off the football field and quickly got head coaching jobs. They did. I mean, this is the way it was especially in HBCUs back in the day. And people want to go back in the day and talk about people like my dad. My dad had two degrees. My dad uh, didn't have a whole lot of coaching background before he became head coach at TSU. He pulled his name out of a hat when Coach King got sick and became head coach and won two national championships. I mean, so to look at Deion Sanders and Eddie George, it's, this is a model that is that it is being recreated at just a higher level. So for Eddie to, if if Eddie George becomes the head coach at Tennessee State and Tennessee State utilizes this model, uh, that it, it 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 can be a huge plus for the university. It could be a huge plus for the football football program if he surrounds himself. If he does become the coach and surrounds himself with outstanding coaches that can teach kids. Uh, Eddie George could be a great recruiting tool because there's no other coach, I don't believe, in the NCAA that can come packing the Heisman hardware. And, And if he can convince a kid or a family that he has the ability to teach a kid up, to teach him up, to be able to uh, replicate what he has done. Uh, Eddie has an MBA. People don't talk about that, but he's got an MBA from Northwestern. He is an example of the coaches we used to have, coaches that have all types of skills, and then they brought those skills and those techniques to the football field to create great players and great programs. So uh, I don't see a downside. The only uh, uh I mean, I don't see a downside. And and on the other the, the other thing, it's not about the decision. Um, it, it's not about Eddie George as much as it is trusting those people who are making the decisions. Trusting Mickey Allen, who played for a national championship team, who played in the NFL, who has experienced the University of Tennessee. Trusting the president. And, oh, by the way, I caught the devil when I hired Elsie Cole. Cole played at Nebraska. Elsie Cole had no head coaching experience. Elsie Cole uh, doesn't know anything about HBCUs, and all he did was came and gave us our first two OBC championships. So uh, we have to give the process a chance. HBCUs need a shot in the arm. Uh, these type, this type of model that's happening at Jackson State and happening, uh, possibly happening at Tennessee State might be the shot in the arm to bring, bring back the resources, bring back, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, an opportunity to have an infusion of athletes at, uh, four and five star athletes come back into the HBCU system in numbers that can create stronger programs, uh, uh, better teams, and, 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 and be more um, competitive on a larger scale. So uh, you can look at it in a negative way, but I see positives. I see an opportunity to uh, bring greatness back to universities, not just at TSU, but around the country, uh, HBCUs, because historically, uh, if we go deep, it's not new. It's just improved. Without question. And th- this is why this is such a fascinating conversation. Howard Gentry Jr. here with us on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, it- it's such a nuanced conversation, Howard, because people like myself who who do not remember a time when th- when this process was not as much 
football focused when when candidates were considered from more well-rounded backgrounds for lack of a better term it it often does get so hyper focused on okay what is their football resume what is their football background uh, background and what and how that could even come up in a conversation whether it's Eddie George or Deion Sanders i mean not not to not to take anything away from Jackson State or Tennessee State but when you talk about those two individuals if Eddie does in fact end up uh, end up becoming the coach of TSU if that is in fact the case i mean i don't understand why we aren't talking about these two individuals, if they are interested in and they have they are expressing, or at least Dion has expressed an interest in coaching, why they can't be considered at a higher level of football and 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 really why they're why they're even being questioned at the level of of of, uh, of FCS football. This is a fascinating it's a fascinating um case study, I think, into into how we go about the hiring of coaches and why why we are so hyper focused on on just the football element, understanding that it is a football job. Well, that, that's what it is. And if you look at the great coaches, if you look at Nick Saban, what you need to look at is his assistant and see where they are now. Coaching, head coaching, being successful all over the country. In other words, what makes Nick Saban great is that he has the best coaches in the country and they're able to recruit and bring the best players in the country, so they end up having the best program in the country. Ohio State, all these other programs, the same way. The coaches are not are not football geniuses. Every now and then, you'll get one or two that 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 um, that are called geniuses at X's and O's, but they better be geniuses in being able to run their program to be able to handle. The operations, the finances, the the all the other things, uh, making sure the program is run uh, properly as it relates to NCAA requirements and and all those other things. I mean, a head coach is more than an X and O coach. And if the head coach is looked at as being the top X and O coach, I I will almost guarantee you that that program will not win. Uh, they cannot be a sustainable uh, successful program it's got to be the entire the entire operation and people like uh uh eddie george's and and folks have the same qualities as as the nick sabans and 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 the other uh coaches at other institutions and and so no i i don't see a real downside at not like I say, not just TSU, but right now we're talking about TSU. Yes. But other HBCUs, because I'm going to tell you something. It is important now uh, to bring alternative resources into uh, athletics programs, not just HBCUs, but all over the country. But especially at HBCUs, HBCUs are a, a special bring offer special opportunities for kids that might not get the opportunity, just the university as a whole. So if you can, if you can create an athletics program, a football program that can uh, attract uh, national attention, that helps in not just football recruiting, but university recruiting, uh, a program that can, that can bring resources to the university whereby the resources don't have to come out of the general fund, it provides the university an opportunity to provide more funding for educational purposes for the students within the university. The whole university structure grows and matures. And so, and if you talk about Eddie George personally, here's a man who has a legacy already built. Do you really think that he is going to risk that legacy crumbling, he, if he does come to TSU, if Dion is at Jackson State, they must believe that they can actually create a winning program, a new legacy. And it's not just now a football legacy. It's helping a mid-major program, an HBCU, to be able to thrive and 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 succeed in in uh, times where where it's tough. 
And so I applaud them uh, for, for even wanting to think about doing it. And if we get Eddie George, then uh, I applaud Eddie for trying. You know, Eddie is more than just Eddie George to me. He's, he's, he's a good friend. He's like a, a, a little brother to me. And I've been very distant from this situation because, because I, I don't want to have to lie to you all on the radio and act like I don't know stuff. Yes, sir. But the fact is that uh, I don't know who he's bringing with him if he does come to TSU. And I don't know if he said yes. But uh, the fact is, we'll find that out pretty soon. And uh, if he does say yes, then I think this is going to be a great opportunity for Tennessee State University, not just athletically. Without question. It has been a great opportunity for us to be joined by Howard Gentry, Jr., Tennessee State alum, former athletic director, now serving as the criminal court clerk of Davidson County in the 20th Judicial District. Sir, it, it was a great pleasure to talk to you. I hope that we will be able to talk with you again soon if more news does develop. We really do appreciate you taking some time. I know your schedule's busy right now. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and, and thank you um, for covering the Big Blue and, and all that you all do. You all do a great job for all the sports in Nashville. About a year ago, we hired a new director of athletics, Dr. Mickey Allen. I charged him with making bold, innovative decisions that would take our athletic programs to another level, and he has done that. With this announcement today regarding the TSU football program, now let's please welcome A.D. Mickey Allen. It's a huge day in TSU athletics history, and it's a great day to be a TSU Tiger. You know, yes. You know, when I took over this program a year ago, my priority one was to make sure that with this TSU football program, that we did the necessary things and made the necessary decisions to renew the standard of excellence of this historic program. Well, today, we take the first bold step towards accomplishing this goal. I'm excited to introduce the new leader that will become the 22nd head coach of our football program. But before I do so, I'm proud to say that our new leader is a proven winner both on and off the field. He's a Nashville hero and one of the greatest players of all time. He's passionate and knowledgeable about the game of football, but more importantly, he's dedicated and committed developing and teaching young men the game of football. He's dynamic, he's charismatic, he's energetic and magnetic, and has all the tools necessary to build a championship-level program here at the Tennessee State University. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in officially introducing the next head football coach of the illustrious Tennessee State University, Eddie George. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming out today for this uh, momentous occasion. Um, this is a, a new chapter for me. Um, I'd like to thank Dr. Glover, Dr. Allen for uh, believing in me to do this job. I'm very excited about it. Um, thank you, Tiger Nation, Big Blue, for embracing me as your next head coach. Um, I'm extremely excited about it. Um, first of all, I would like to acknowledge Coach Rod Reed and his staff for their service to the university for the past 10 years. They did an amazing job here. Yes, yes. Rod is a proud alumni of, of Tennessee State University and uh, he did an amazing job and I, I look to take what he's done here to the next level. Like I said, I'm honored to be named the 22nd head coach of this university, this program. And I, I, I truly understand the 
history when it comes to Tennessee State football. I've been living here for well over 24 years. In fact, uh, when we first got here from Houston, we landed here at Tennessee State. And I was very familiar with the 13 national black championships that they, they've won here. The Hall of Fame coaches like Henry, Henry Dean and Howard Gentry Sr., John A. Merritt, uh, Joe Gillum Sr., great players like Richard Dent, Claude Humphrey, NFL Hall of Famers. I mean, number one in HBCUs in terms of putting players in the NFL. Very aware, <laughs> extremely aware of the rich history here, and, and I get it. So taking this job on <laughs> carries a lot of weight. I have some big shoes to fill, but I feel like I'm the man to get the job done. I'm extremely excited. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, this is a day of excitement, and I'm just proud to be a Tiger. Go Big Blue, thank you. Corey Curtis with News 2. Eddie? Corey, hello. Good seeing you, man. Good to see you. Congratulations. <laughs> I can't recognize you with the mask on, but that's all right. You look good. The blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, blue. It's a blue day. <laughs> when you took the leap to Broadway, yeah. the pressure was on you to represent your family. Now you have the hopes and dreams of an entire community. Mm -hmm. How heavily does that weigh on you? That's a huge responsibility and one that I did not take lightly. Um, when I was presented with this opportunity um, a few weeks ago, I, I was speechless, I was floored. Um, I was like, no, <laughs> in the beginning. But I have to be honest, when I, I had uh, some excitement about it, like, man, I, that would be pretty cool to, to be a head coach. I see what Dion has done down in Jackson State, the, the energy that he created. Uh, co coaching wasn't on, my, on the forefront of my mind, but when I talked to my family, uh, I said, Tamara, listen to this. You know, they want me to be the head coach at Tennessee State University. Can you believe that? I said, what do you think? She says, well, why not? <laughs> That's what a wife is. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I did my checklist. I put down the pros and cons. Um, I, I reached out to um, several NFL coaches. I leaned on... Um, some friends and family for some sound advice, both um, in the profession, out of the profession, uh, in the working world, um, in the entrepreneurial world, just to see what they thought about it and to see what this job will entail. Um, it, it's, it's truly an all boots rise mentality when it comes to this. Um, when you look at any football program, the eyeballs of an institution are through the football program. Believe it or not, any institution you look at, Ohio State or, or Tennessee or wherever. So we have an opportunity to really do some great things here. So yes, I do feel the weight of that. And I had to ask myself, Corey, if I, was, if I had the energy, the focus, the commitment to do that, because you know I was on Broadway, I've done so many different things, uh, DJ, I've been doing things in the community and, and I have my businesses I'm running. And I had to really be honest with myself and say, hey, can I do this? Uh, but when I got focused and locked in, I said, man, this is not about me. This is about something bigger than me. Mm -hmm. So leadership and, and being a head coach is about service and serving others. And I'm at a place in my life where um, I'm ready to do just that. And whatever comes along with that, the good and the bad, the ugly, I'm, I'm willing to deal with it and uh, move accordingly. Because my goal is to get this program back to prominence. And uh, I, put, I put my word on that. Mm -hmm. I'm fully committed, I'm totally focused on it, and I'm excited to do it. Before we go to the next question. Before we go to the next question, we want to acknowledge that very smart woman who convinced you to take this job. We'd like <laughs> you to, uh, to recognize your wife. Well, I mean, my family's over here, my wife, yes. my grandmother, my mother, my aunts, my sons. Cousins, friends, fraternity brothers, they're all, they're all here. Thank you.
Okay, next question, please. Eddie Chris Harris at News 4 here in Nashville. Congratulations, sir. I just wanted to know, have you ever thought about being a head coach up until you were presented with this opportunity a couple of weeks ago? And what makes you believe that you can be a successful head coach mm -hmm. having never really entertained this notion? Honestly, no. Six months ago in COVID, I was listening to my wife's uh, soundtracks as we were cleaning the house for 18 times, uh, the 18th time. You know, um, I was focused on building my business, my wealth management business. Um, and, that's, and that's what uh, I was really aiming for. I was looking to do that and play golf every day. Um, but when I got the phone call and they, they asked me about it, again, I, I was like, are you sure <laughs> you know what you're asking me? Um, but again, it, it just resonated in my spirit and it wouldn't go away. You know, um, I just really, truly relied on my intuition about it. Like, okay, I need to keep seeking this and, and moving forward and finding out what is the fulfillment on the other side of this. So I see it from one perspective as a player, but not as a coach. So I had to really do my due diligence in that. So just like anything else, man, um, I, I had to start off as an actor somewhere. And I did just that. I ended up on Broadway. Um, I went back and got my master's in business. I went to Kellogg School of Management. I uh, started my own businesses. I had to start somewhere. And um, I have no, no doubt that, again, you know, I can be successful at this because, yes, we're going to win. And that's what we want to do. We want to win championships. You want to have banners hanging up in the rafters. But what success means to me is when a kid can come here to this college, get an education, number one, and be prepared for life after football or after sports. Uh, win a championship, be molded, be guided, and have a support system thereafter to come back to Blue Nation and to share ideas and be a mentor. That's success to me. So, yeah, I, I believe I can do that. I've been a mentor my whole life. I've been mentoring these two young men, my sons, <laughs> uh, my whole life. Um, I've been in business, board meetings my whole life. There's elements and components that have prepared me for this moment. Now, the nuances of coaching a game in game, yeah, you're going to get, I'm going to get criticized for not going forward on fourth down. Uh, maybe we should go forward on, uh, for, for a two-point conversion. I mean, you guys are Monday morning quarterbacks. I, I mean, I was that. I was an NFL analyst. So every aspect of this opportunity I've been through, I've been recruited. My sons have been recruited. Uh, so I understand that world. Now, to get into the nuances of it, that's, that's where the, the learning curve is going to be. And uh, I ask for your patience. I ask for your support uh, to do this because the number one goal is, is to win and to bring prominence back to this university where it, where it belongs. Eddie, Mike Oregon with the Tennessean. Good to see you. Good to see you, Mike. Um, can you talk about, again, you said that when they, you were first approached, can you, can you and Mickey both talk about the genesis of this relationship hack came about and you saying no right away? Yeah, um, when, when me and Dr. Glover contacted Eddie, uh, we were talking through that, right? And uh, she says, Dr. Allen, what is he going to say? I said, first thing, he's going to pause. <laughs> and he's not going to say anything because the Eddie George that I know and I've been watching, is very intentional about what he does, what he puts his name on, his brand. And as we continue to talk to him uh, about this phenomenal opportunity, um, I knew I had to sell it to him. I did. I knew I had to sell it to him because I knew that he had under, other endeavors off the field um, that he has been excelling at. But I did know this in my, in my gut. I knew when I looked at the list of candidates, and every AD has his list of guys that fit. Um, Eddie George had all the intangibles inside him. He's been a winner. Uh, he's been someone that has excelled as an entrepreneur. He's been uh, someone that's been a, a pillar of Nashville. You know, he's the face of Nashville. And I'm thinking long term, as we talk to him, if we can get him to do this, Dr. Glover, he's going to have a transformational impact, not only on our young people and our football student athletes, but the university at large and the Nashville community. And I'm extremely excited about that. I'm going to follow up on that one. 
It was Trustee Pam Martin that gave me uh, uh, Eddie George's number, and, uh, and he said, let's give him a call. So when I gave him the, the initial phone call, I think he thought I was calling about some money for TSU. I said, I want to talk to you about Texas. I want to talk to you about something. So it took him a while. He called back, and he was prepared to say, let's engage and let's talk about fundraising. But when I went in another direction and said, talk about coaching, he just, he was quiet. <laughs> he paused. He gave us that pause and said, let's meet. So we met and talked for three hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then three more hours. Then he said, I need this, I need that. So I said, maybe this is going to be too expensive. It may not be a good deal after all. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yeah, next. <laughs> hey, Eddie, George Plaster with WNSR Radio. Can you uh, talk a little bit about what Jeff Fisher has done to help you through this process? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, like I said, you know, uh, when I was approached with this opportunity, um, I'm gonna look at it from every minute angle. I'm gonna pick it up like this helmet and look at every situation as possible to see what I'm really getting myself into. Um, I come from the football world, but in terms of the business side, I was not as familiar with it. So who best than to reach out to Jeff Fisher? Now, I reached out to various coaches Coach Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. I reached out to uh, Mike Vrabel. I reached out to Luke Fickle. I reached out to guys both in the professional ranks and college ranks to understand what are their day-to-day -day jobs, to truly get a grasp of their duties uh, outside of the field, because that's where you win. You win in you know, administration. You win in uh, the culture that's set from leadership. Uh, so in talking to Jeff, I'll never forget it. I was on my way to a golf trip in Florida, and I said, Jeff, give me a call. You know, I want to talk to you about something. This is during the time when he was um, looking at a couple opportunities for himself with, I think, at Tennessee, Vanderbilt, uh, and, and Auburn. And uh, we were having some dialogue, and I hadn't told him about the opportunity. So um, I was still very lukewarm on the idea of taking the opportunity. I was probably at about uh, a 30% chance that I would do it at that point. So I'm um, sitting on the tarmac, and about to get on this plane to go play some golf, and Jeff calls me and says, hey, man, I want to talk to you about this. Now listen to this ridiculous idea. I just got approached with uh, this opportunity to coach at TSU, man. I mean, to be the head coach at TSU. What do you think about that? He says, oh, Eddie, that would be great. You would be awesome. Listen, Jeff drafted me in 1996. We went on an amazing run here in Tennessee. And he knows how to push my buttons. And when I tell you I was ready to run through a brick wall after to get off the phone with him, I said, are we going to do this, this, that? I was like, ah, let's do it. <laughs> so, you know, having Jeff has been invaluable. Um, he's, he's really has gone out of his way to, to guide me, to teach me, to show me all the, the blind spots, things to think about um, away from the field in terms of uh, running things efficiently and uh, setting up your camps and all, all the stuff that you need to do for, to present the package for the players and so forth. So that's been, been huge. And the, the thrill of it has been, honestly, is reconnecting with Jeff in this capacity. You know, he was been my coach. Now he's my mentor helping me become a coach. And to talk about our, our days together um, and coming to Tennessee and um, uh, the stories that we've shared uh, has prepared me for this moment. I mean, we were just recollecting on a few things a couple of days ago, and um, it's just been it's been awesome just walk, walk, working with him in this capacity. Steve Lehman, News Channel Five. Eddie, congratulations. I've got two: one quick for Eddie, and then one for Dr. Allen. Eddie, start with you. You mentioned the learning curve. What do you think the biggest challenge will be for you as you step into this role? Well, as soon as I get off this podium, um, it's time to get busy. So I got to get in here, understand uh, the culture, understand uh, what's here already, understand the infrastructure. Uh, that's going to be the biggest learning curve is to put my, that first foot out there. Uh, of course, there's recruiting. Of course, there's a lot of stuff that I have to get, understand with compliance and all of that. But number one is understanding what's here and what's needed from our team. I haven't yet to talk to the kids. That's the number one thing, the priorities of the kids, those, those players. I got to find out what they need. Listen, they've, they've been going through a season that we've never seen before. They had a spring season, you know, COVID, 
all of that. They're exhausted. I got to know where their minds are. And I, I've got to figure out who, who, who they are and what they want, what they want to accomplish. So that's my number one goal as soon as I step off of the stage is, is understanding that. And then there'll be other challenges. There'll be game day challenges. There'll be, you know, I got to learn uh, when to call the timeout and when not to and all of that stuff. That's, that's going to come. But we're going to take this bad boy one step at a time and, and one breath at a time and one bite at a time. And that's how I'm going to approach this. And Dr. Allen, there's been some talk from people who are tied into the program lately about the resources and the funding in terms of scholarships and things like that. Eddie's a huge splash in the community. Is TSU, are you ready to fund everything to the level that puts it on a level playing field with the rest of the OVC and the FCS? We've, um, we've all got a great vision for this program. Uh, we've talked about the resource allocation and what's necessary to take us to the top of the OVC pyramid. You know, and then when we're competing in the FCS, we're chasing the North Dakota State. We want to win national titles. We don't just want to win conference titles, okay? So there's a commitment financially that goes into that, but I'm just proud and that we have a group aligned here and with Dr. Glover's leadership, we're setting down and we're looking at what that looks like because at the end of the day, the beneficiary of our vision is gonna be our young people. They gotta go out and execute, right? And they gotta be stewards of those resources when we get in between the lines through Eddie's leadership to take on all challenges. And that's a presidential question. And we have made that commitment to ensure that we have a winning, a winning program. All right, you guys have slid in my DMs at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G, with your Music City Mailbag questions. But before we get to that, i got to remind you that basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. Now, not everybody is obviously a lock. We've seen what's happened with the Lakers minus Anthony Davis and LeBron to make the playoffs, but others still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during that game your team hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. Just that easy. So go and download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code A2Z Sports. That's A T O Z Sports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. If the basketball team of your choosing hits a three, that's code A to Z Sports to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and you want help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, so you guys, handful of you, have slid on in my DMs at Buck Rising is where you do so. We start with Warner08, who is a frequent commenter in the Music City Mailbag. Hey, Buck, any reason to get excited at all about Zach Ertz? Talk to the Titans. I've seen just a little bit today and some rumblings, but it's that time of the year when you can't believe everything you see out there. Um, so I haven't seen anything about Zach Ertz to the Titans. I haven't seen anything really Close. Now, I know there was some... So, here, let me let me start here, Warner, because I want to be fair to the question. Because on Friday or Saturday morning, I got a DM from somebody on Twitter. I believe the man's name is Kevo. And Kevo was essentially sending me the Eddie George news early because it was going around on Facebook groups. Now, it sounded completely outrageous. Eddie George, being the head coach at TSU, it said in that report or in that... Well, no, it was phrased as a report that Jeff Fisher would be on the staff and that his son, Jeff's son, Brandon, would be the defensive coordinator. Now, it seems like the Eddie part, uh, Eddie George part is true. The Brandon Fisher news has yet to be confirmed, but there was a lot of validity to that. And when Kevo sent me that, I said, well, essentially, I will look into it, but that sounds completely and totally outrageous. And then sure enough, here is Eddie George speaking to you just before we started the mailbag 
at a press conference as TSU's 22nd head coach. So I don't want to completely dismiss it, but I have not heard anything legitimate and that is something close enough to the Titans, whereas, you know, I, to be honest, I don't have many connections at TSU, and Eddie George is 20 years older than me, so I don't have many connections to Eddie while he was here, and while I guess he is still here, he's always been a resident of Nashville, or at least in the last 24 years, he has been a resident of Nashville, but like, Eddie's time during the Titans does not coincide with my time during the Titans. Now, the Zach Ertz thing, I would have seen at least some rumblings or heard at least some rumblings over there right now. That's not been the case, but you know, I mean, these things change very rapidly like Eddie George becoming the head coach of TSU. So you never know YOLO underscore looks like double underscore YOLO double underscore pineapple says, have you heard anything about Daquan Jones? So this is the interesting thing about free agency, not just with Zach Hertz, who I understand is a, currently on the Eagles roster and that they were at the time shopping Zach Ertz. So that's why the trade speculation popped up, or at least it sounds like the trade speculation popped up with the Tennessee Titans, given that they obviously need a starting tight end. Um, But with Daquan, Daquan's kind of in this weird spot where Dennis Kelly also exists in this space. Teams are largely done with their major free agent acquisitions until after the draft. Now, you'll see some guys who get signed. You saw today, as we're taping this podcast, uh, the running back, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's now with the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm blanking on his name, which is terrible because I literally just read this report as we were sitting down to tape this podcast. Uh, oh, he's a cancer survivor. Like, I can f- I can see him. James Connor, number 30. I literally could see him. I just couldn't think of his name. So, James Connor on a one-year deal deals like that are happening at a much less frequent rate, given that we're at the time of this podcast, 16 days away from the NFL draft. You'll see some more movement after the fact, but Daquan's just kind of hanging out there. Now, it was my understanding there was some mutual interest in Daquan returning, but at what price point, right? Because they gave Danico Autry three years, $21.5 million. They have options after Autry and Jeffrey Simmons in Laurel Murchison and Tier Tart. Now, one is a fifth-round pick. The other one's an undrafted rookie free agent last year. So these are not high-quality players, obviously. But where Daquan Jones would come in at the price point, probably not something that the Titans are willing to spend on if they can find something, you know, even remotely close to a competent depth piece in this year's draft. So I wouldn't expect to see anything. I know that Daquan's working out. I know that the Cardinals were very, very interested. And I know there was some mutual interest both from the Titans and from Daquan Jones since he has a house here and he's raised a family here. He's had his daughter here. I believe he has a little girl. I don't believe he has another child. But anyway, let me not give you the genealogy of Daquan Jones. What I would say to you is keep uh, just kind of – Keep an eye out for these smaller or at least shorter term signings like James Conner on a one-year contract, but nothing substantial is probably going to happen until after this year's NFL draft. We roll on in the Music City mailbag, and we conclude, in fact, with Chef Poi RP 6 on Instagram. So who does the hype videos with Eddie Gone? He wants to know. Now, of course... Eddie George done a lot of hype videos for the Tennessee Titans. I don't think he did one for every home game, but damn near. And obviously, as they won the division, as they were getting ready to host a home playoff game, Eddie was very much involved. And the beauty of this is, I don't know this for a fact, but Eddie is literally playing his home games at TSU. He's coaching, you know, what, a mile and a half, two miles north of Nissan Stadium, less than that from St. Thomas Sports Park and where their production studios are in the facility, there is zero reason that Eddie George can't make time out of his schedule to cut a couple hype videos before either before the season begins or you know during TSU's bye week or when he has some downtime. Now, of course, his plate is going to be pretty full with being a first-time head coach, first-time coach, as a matter of fact. But Eddie George was super busy before this and still found time 
for the Tennessee Titans hype video, so I would fully expect, I don't know this for a fact, but I would fully expect that Eddie George would still remain involved in the production elements at Nissan Stadium. That's your Music City Mailbag for this week. A lot of fun on the podcast. Make sure if you're missing any of the great interviews that we're doing on the radio show, we don't often take interviews from the radio show, but since Howard Gentry Jr., He's a tough guest to get given his uh, civic calendar, much less his social calendar. So we thought that very much applied to today's conversation. So we were happy to bring that to you. If you're missing any of those interviews, you can check out the podcast, Buck Rising, on 104.5 The Zone. Or you can listen to my radio show on The Zone live from 10 to 1 Central Time, Monday through Friday. In the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review to the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Many great podcasts that we're pumping up. The Preds are incredible right now. 12 of 15. They've won. They'll play again tonight as we're recording this podcast, so that result has yet to be determined. Their first game since the trade deadline, but Alex Doherty has been covering the Preds on a weekly basis, and they're just starting to get good. So you'll want to make sure that you're around for that. And, of course, the Tighten Up podcast, the Big Orange podcast, all of the podcasts that you can find in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. We'll speak to you next Tuesday with many more great conversations with local ties and with our friends in sports media so you can feel like you're sitting in the media workroom with each and every one of us. So in the meantime, stay safe, stay clean. By the way, I got my shot. I, you know, I am a vaccination person. I hope that many of you choose to take uh, the vaccination route. Not that I would suggest what you do with your health. You are entitled to do whatever the hell you want. All I'm saying is stay safe, stay clean. If you want to get a shot, it would probably help things. And as always, Nashville, stay hot. We'll talk to you next Tuesday right here on the award-winning 615 Sessions Podcast.